Hello? Uh, hey, Bob. It's JJ. Uh, I'm just calling to say that, uh... Uh, uh, we're really, uh, excited for you to see, uh, episode nine. Uh, we're doing a lot of great things, and the editing is going great. Okay, uh, I'm excited too, JJ. Do you have a cut for me to see? Because we're only three months away, and I need to see this movie to approve of it, because I am the Lord of Disney. Uh, well, no, not yet. Uh, we're still editing. Uh, we want to get down to the wire, because we want to make it great. We want to make it, like, satisfying, uh, like a, like a good Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I mean? It's gonna be great. Okay, well, speaking of Thanksgiving, you better have a cut to me before Thanksgiving, because I need to go Black Friday shopping, and I need to eat a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner with clear peace of mind. Uh, okay, Bob, I understand that. Uh, you want to be satisfied. That's like getting your gravy, uh, your mashed potatoes, uh, uh, uh. Your, uh, your white meat, your dark meat, stuffing, all that good stuff. And uh, episode nine is going to be just like that. It's going to be like a Thanksgiving dinner. It's going to be great. And I really just, I, I can't say much about it because we're still editing, but uh, uh, I can't wait for you to see it. Okay, JJ, that's fine. But I got to go because all this Thanksgiving dinner talk is making me kind of hangry. Goodbye. Uh, okay, bye. Satisfied like a Thanksgiving dinner. That sounds pretty good to me. So uh, welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. Do not change your dial. You did get an intercepted phone call that we retrieved uh, between J.J. Abrams and Bob (laughs) Iger. So we were honored to share that very real phone call with you guys here exclusively on the Resistance Broadcast. My name is John Hoey. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a full room today because James Bainey is back, baby! And we are going to talk all things Mandalorian. We got a lot of Entertainment Weekly stuff. We're going to dive into that Snoke comic that has people going crazy, even though Kylo Ren looks like Gene Simmons in it. (laughs) A lot of other stuff. So let's welcome the crew in. As I just mentioned, James Bainey and also Healthy as a Horse, Lacey Gillerin. Guys, how are you? Welcome back. What would you think of that call? Kind of crazy. Bob Iger won that cut so soon. John, you're gonna get us arrested. <laughs> Keep intercepting all these calls and then mm-hmm. publishing them. Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm trying to think of like some sort of John Snowden connection. Oh, John Snowden. Isn't it Edward Snowden? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but like it would be John Snowden. John. Oh, like Hoey. Game of Thrones. Edward Hoey. But that okay. didn't work as well. He's back, baby. James Bainey is back. <laughs> but his brain yeah, is like, still in Batuu. <laughs> his brain is in Batu. Batu Bainey. <laughs> well, I'm feeling better. So here yes. we are. All right. Um, James, how was... Uh, real quick, before we dive into the poll results. I, You know, people don't need to know about what Galaxy's Edge is all about. But I guess... Coming out of Galaxy's Edge, what is something that surprised you that you didn't know going in or didn't expect going in uh, that was your biggest takeaway? Um, it's bigger than you think. I think that's the that's the thing to me. Um, 
I I felt like it just kind of kept going and kept going, and I kept turning corners. Um, I don't know. It's almost like um, like when you're watching a movie and you've seen the trailer, and you know, like a couple of those parts that are coming up, and you start thinking at a certain point in the movie, like, oh, I haven't even seen that yet. Oh, I haven't even seen that yet. You know? Okay. Yeah. I, I felt like every time I walked around a corner, I'm like, oh my god, the high echelon, the whole like first order area. I totally yeah. forgot about this. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it kind of kept going. And in a good way, I got kind of lost in the world. Um, uh, Like, which way is Oga's, you know? Is it Mm -hmm. this way or would it be faster to go this way? And I'm sure, like, I'd probably learn it after a couple um, things. But, like, you don't get lost in the Toy Story area, you know? Mm -hmm. But you could easily get lost in this. And I remember sitting in the cantina and I remember thinking like outside of this cantina, there's the park, which is Galaxy's Edge. And then everything that is like the Toy Story world and like the Indiana Jones thing and all that other stuff, that's in a whole other place. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, oh wait, no, that's all in the same park. Yeah, it yeah. Fe- like to me, it was my whole focus was on Galaxy's Edge, and it felt like it was the whole world, and we were here, and we paid, and we're in this area, and um, it just felt very, very big. I don't know. That's the that's the best way to play it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big park. It's a big park. Where where? So I know it's Hollywood Studios. Park. It's an indie park. I know Hollywood <laughs> Studios pretty well. Where in relation to like um like the Aerosmith and Tower of Terror is it? Other is it side. In, oh, it is on the other side. So yeah. So all right. So when you go in, you're going down like the main drag, right? Um, if you if you go past where uh they do the Captain Phasma, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of behind that, behind the Chinese theater, you can go down and you keep going back to, uh, Toy Story Land and you can go through Toy Story Land to the left. And that's one of the entrances. Oh, wow. The other entrance is if you go up to the Chinese, uh, theater and then you turn left and you go down, like you're going towards Star Tours, you pass Star Tours and, uh, keep going down past Muppets Yep. And there is an entrance there. And wow. the way they were doing it for the entrance is you can only get in through Muppets and you could only leave through Toy Story. They said eventually it'll be both ways, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right Smart. now they were counting people in and counting people out. All right. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you had fun, but I'm glad you're back. I built a lightsaber too, and I had to ship it home, and it's not here yet. <laughs> so I'm pumped. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Someone took but, that home. Uh yeah, I went with that elemental uh um uh violet blade as uh I don't know, I was trying to debate with them. I asked uh the the character there uh if I they, can if only imagine the word. character James is asking all these lore questions and the guy's like, I'm reading from a script, man. Like I No, straight up. That th- <laughs> let me tell you another thing actually too. Um the guy, I, I forget what the character's name is. It's not Savvy, but it's like a person who like works for Savvy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't Jeff. remember what the character's name is, but <laughs> he, uh, he knew his stuff and he was like really good actor. Like he had sure. been very well rehearsed and he was referring to the blade. I know most people just call it like a purple lightsaber, right? 
But in one of the books, it was referred to as amethyst. So from that point on, I was like, oh, people call it this, but the canon version is amethyst. But he referred to it as violet. So I asked him when he came over, I said, would you say violet or amethyst? And he gave me like a very, like it sounded like he got that question all the time, but like he gave me the answer. He's like, oh, it's this because this is blah, 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 blah. And it felt canon, you know? And I was I, like, I, oh, he dang. probably gets quizzed all day. I can't help but think Maybe. like James yeah. is like, but that Dwight. was the second day of being open. James no, is I'm like, saying like, I'm sure he gets like the, the same questions over and over and over again. Yeah, I'm but pi- I'm saying James, I'm picturing you like, like uh, maybe after 10 years, he knows that answer because he's gotten it for 10 years. Mm. This would be yeah. like two days. They go through yeah. a whole training for that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. James, I'm picturing you as Dwight Schrute questioning Ben Franklin to see if he's the real Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really want to ask those type of questions. The closest I got was I asked somebody if they could read Arabesh. And they said, uh, I don't know it like fluently. Um, so they were kind of speaking as a cast member at that point. Because mm-hmm. um, also they probably should have said, uh, I don't know what Arabesh is, Galactic Basic? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, well, man, I hope you get your lightsaber because lightsabers are good in battle. And speaking <laughs> of lightsabers in battle, let's get into our poll results, which have to do with battle right now. All right, guys, we asked you. That was so smooth. (laughs) Who will destroy (laughs) Sheevy Babes Palpatine once and for all in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? Um, So, James, you pitched this idea. um, And the results we have four options here. Um, We said Ray, Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, and Ray, or other. And we said comment with who you think. Uh, So the results are other, where it was 10%. So bottom of the barrel there, you know, we had a bunch of comments of people saying who it might be. And some people said Luke, some people said Anakin will come back. And the range was wide uh, for sure. Um, 12% said Ray, 16% said Kylo Ren, and 62% said both of them will take down Sheevy Babes Palpatine in (laughs) episode nine. So guys, which did you vote for? And were you shocked that 62% went to both as opposed to one or the other? What do you think? I voted for both. And I'm not surprised that people voted for both because they've seen them work together to take down Snoke. So, and like the guards. So I could see why people would want to see them team up again. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have a lot of Ben Demption people voting in this. They want to see them team up together. They didn't team up to take down Snoke. That was all Kylo Ren. Yeah, but then afterwards they work together. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I see what you're saying. But stupid. Yeah, they teamed up. Stupid. For for me. <laughs> Go ahead, James. For me, I am well, actually. actually very surprised that this was as high as it was. Um, I know it's a poll that I pitched, and you never want to see a poll that you pitch like have a landslide like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so, oh, it wasn't a very good poll. Everybody so voted for satisfied. the same answer. Because James is always like, well, this was an obvious poll this week. And now he's the one who gets to deal with that. No, I I really <laughs> honestly did not think people would say that. Yeah, I yeah. actually didn't think so either. I was very yeah. surprised by that answer. When mm. you pitched this, James, you, I was like, just oh. say, I'm not surprised that people. <laughs> I'm not surprised because it's a popular answer. However, right. when you pitched this in the chat, I didn't think that was going to be the popular answer. Yeah. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I know people want that, but I wouldn't think that that would be the choice. I voted Ray because Mm. I thought this is the most straightforward, like, hero's journey. Who's the main protagonist of this thing? You know, the main protagonist defeats the main antagonist. Um, Kylo Ren could be an interesting twist too if they wanted to kind of keep him in that. That like you know how they Ryan Johnson said they're kind of pro protagonists. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry, right. uh, dual protagonists or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's possible. And the Kylo Ren and Ray thing, like I get it. Like okay, they redeem him. They go the light side versus dark side versus dark side. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of confusing to me. And then on top of that, I feel like we already got this. We got this in The Last Jedi, which is why I was saying Lacey's right on that, John, because I really do think, like, there they are, the two of them in facing the big bad of the movie, and then mm-hmm. they team up and defeat the big bad. Like, I, I, I'm like, we just got that in the last but, movie. Do you really want that to be the story? Ray again? had no idea that he was doing that, though. No, fair. I know there's circumstances, but I'm saying like when you just think of that team, you think of Snoke dies and Ray and Kylo Ren are correct. Right. At yeah. fault for that, right. you know, and they defeat right. all the enemies and they clear out the room. It's so I don't know. I Yeah, I just didn't think that would be a popular answer. And it like <laughs> it was not only the majority, but it was like 50 <laughs> percent plus Sometimes the majority. I feel like polls like this where it's like option one option two or both of them together. Like people are always like, Oh, I'm going to go with that one. Like, cause really? Hmm. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes happens in polls, but, um, I, it's an interesting poll and it's definitely going like, to cause who dies, a discussion. Who dies RTD two C three PO or both. Yeah. People are gonna be like, yeah, both, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they're like, both those guys are going out. <laughs> if he, I, I would say that if either one of the if, are going out, they should go out together. Cause the other one wouldn't want to be around without the other one. But so, all right. point stands. Best comment, Goblin Socks at Wiggins Andy. <laughs> I love and, that name. <laughs> Andy Wiggins. And he said, I know Lacey Gillerin did not write this poll because it would have said Ben Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> and he got the most likes. So there was nothing I could do about it. Why didn't it. you write Ben Solo? Because James came up with the poll. Don't look at me. Oh. Why didn't you write I, Ben yeah. Solo? <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it is time i hope james has shaken off all the rusts because it's time to send it over to james for the not rusty resistance report a lot of alliteration there james what do we got it's the resistance what do we have this week john looks like a lot of the Mandalorian tons of stuff to talk about this week as we got, uh, entertainment weekly EW, you know it, you love it. Uh, they do that kind of like annual thing where they, you know, put out a lot of star Wars information. And this year it's all about the rise of sky. I mean, it's about the Mandalorian. Mm. We may still get those rise of Skywalker stuff, but, uh, but right now we're looking at, Mm -hmm. uh, basically like a whole scoop on tons of stuff that we're getting with the Mandalorian. Um, there's a lot to talk about in here, um, in including, you know, new images that we've seen, uh, people talking about the characters, more about like the setting, you know, it's, it's like 
the Roman Empire falls and, you know, you've got, you have no centralized thing. You know, it's like the people talking about all this stuff. Um, in any of these articles, Lacey, did anything, what, what, you, what was your, what was your takeaway on this? You know what I mean? I, I know we're all excited about the Mandalorian, but was there anything that stuck out to you specifically? Um, first of all, I'm a very visual person. So I was like, yay, pictures. So yeah. the pictures are the thing that really stuck out to me because we got to see them in action and we got to see more costumes and sets and stuff, which, um, I got to say the pictures are very interesting because they don't, I mean, we talked about a little bit on our Patreon call earlier today, mm-hmm. but, um, we, it, they just don't look real. Like they look kind of like too behind the scenes for me to be exclusive photos, but mm-hmm. I'm pumped to they see look too real too and real. not fake enough. Yes. <laughs> That's actually what I'm trying to say, because yeah. when you see movie stills, it's like, especially like the Vanity Fair ones, they have like this whole dramatic like vignettes and lighting and af- they, f- you know, filter them and edit them. These ones are like mm-hmm. someone snapped a picture on their phone and sent it over to EW. But um, I was really pumped to see all the Kara stuff, like hear about Kara as a character, uh, where her head's at, see her with the Mandalorian. Um, I'm just so pumped to see Gina Carano just like kick major butt in this show. In in your last couple of uh, episodes that I have, I was not on. I heard the term romantic interest. Yeah, or, I think that's what know, they're love gonna be. interest. Do you or do you not? I do. You do. See, I do. I do not. Yeah, I do. I think I that's what's going to happen, especially because the footage we saw at Celebration had them literally rolling around with each other on the ground. Where fighting. She, yeah, but she ends up on top of him. Like that's such like a romantic interest. I hear that trope. I think the biggest thing for me is like it's number like Pad, one. Padme and Anakin like rolling done. through the lead. Yeah, the, perfect. The yes, yeah. exactly. Now imagine if he was wearing a helmet throughout <laughs> <laughs> that movie. That's that's the biggest thing for that me. Is, is true. Like, now that you say that, it's kind of funny that he's like in a helmet. And she's like, oh well. Mm. Mm. right now we don't we imagine we speculate that they're going to utilize pedro pascal but they didn't with gwendolyn christie and boba fett and part of his whole mystique what makes him what he is is that he didn't never remove the helmet so i'm kind of curious if they're going to try to uh, pursue a ro- any romantic relationship with a character that doesn't ever remove his helmet. So. It could be a slow burn relationship where the whole time you feel the tension, but nothing ever happens with it. Yeah, maybe like a like a two season thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was one Who of the knows? people early when we started talking about this a while ago. I don't think he's going to take the helmet off much, if not at all. I've always stood by that. I don't think he's going to do well, that. Well, they said they said that in this piece. If Favreau said we're not going to see much of him. So, hmm. which I think incredible. A, I think it's a mistake, <laughs> but I mean, we'll see what happens. But, um, John, uh, yeah. IG eleven. Yeah, so IG eleven is is interesting to me because they kind of squashed via uh, Taika Waititi who's doing the voice. Um, one of my concerns, which was, is he going to be too much like K two S O because they got the Cassian Endor show following it right up mm-hmm. and. There's going to be K2 back there. Is he going to be the same sidekick who's kind of like comic relief, but he's a robot mm-hmm. and he doesn't understand uh, sarcasm and then that sort of thing. 
But he said like he's going to be almost like a like a naive sort of like a puppy or inexperienced kid in a way. I got it here. IG-11 yeah. is very innocent and naive and direct and doesn't know about sarcasm and doesn't know how to lie. It's like a child with a gun. Right. So that, <laughs> to me, to me, that's that's different. If they play it right, that's different than a K2SO, which was, uh, you know, my concern because, again, the next series that they're coming out with is Cassie and Andor, and they're going to be like, oh, we're doing that again? So mm-hmm. it's, I guess it'll be a different take on a droid. I'm sure there'll be blends of C-3PO in him and maybe a little K2SO, and they'll borrow certain things from certain characters uh, to give it its personality. Um, but I, I, I'm interested to see that. The, the thing that interested me the most was... Um, and they may have been overstated a little bit, was the First Order talk, um, because it shows that there is going to be connectivity between this show and the sequel trilogy uh, in a way that I didn't know was going to happen. I thought we were going to be more so connected to the back end of the original trilogy, and it looks like we're going to get a little taste of both, having this show almost act as sort of a rubber band in between the two trilogies right now, because that whole space in between... Um, besides obviously a lot of the books like Aftermath and, and, and Bloodline and those sorts of things between these two trilogies there's really nothing there explored um, so you have this show that you can kind of wedge in there in the first quadrant of that uh, where you see the end of the Empire crossing over with the beginning of the First Order and I think that's really interesting to you know potentially see maybe some First Order looking stuff but also some old school Empire looking stuff because it looks like we may be getting that coming back in episode 9 so Depending on how many of these episodes we see, if they show, because they're not going to be able to show all um, eight or ten before um, nine comes out. So I wonder where they cut it off and what they do before and after episode nine. So I'm very intrigued about that whole thing because I did not expect First Order stuff to be a part of this uh, at all. I mean, we may get Brendel Hux. There's a lot of things that, that can be done here. And I guess I'm most interested in that because a lot of this other stuff we've heard about already, but we're just hearing mm-hmm. more of it. That sort of thing, I was like, oh, that's that's new. That's interesting. So mm-hmm. that yeah, that whole thing was crazy to me. I imagine you're probably in the same boat, Lacey, you mm. not expecting the first order stuff. I did not at all. I was very shocked by that. I thought it was gonna yeah. rely mostly on the original trilogy. I yeah, I, I thought that that was gonna be there as well, but I was kind of thinking that they were gonna lean on the like it's new. It's like, this is the stuff that you never got. You've gotten Imperial. Right. You've gotten the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. This is this is something that we're exploring that's like, this is the the Old West, the the Cantina bar fight, you know, kind of world. Right. Um, but but I, we knew, obviously, there was going to be some Stormtroopers and stuff. We even saw that stuff in the leaks. Um, but it is interesting that they're bringing in a little bit of the First Order. Now, the First Order, I think... I. They got started like almost immediately after the Empire was finally, finally Battle of Jakku defeated, right? They Mm -hmm. just kind of like went off and uh, Admiral Sloan was like, you know, we're going to we're going to start our own empire with blackjack and hookers. And (laughs) I like so I don't know what I don't think anybody (laughs) knows, like what's been going on Uh you know, where did they go? What did they do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that stuff even could come with uh, Rise of Skywalker. You know, like where, where where was Palpatine's tie to all this stuff? And then maybe, you know, they did this with, um, they did this, uh, I think it was Resistance or Rebels. I can't remember. 
I, I think they've done it a couple times actually. So like once the movie comes out, it just so happens. Then now the episodes of the cartoon series start bringing in characters and revealing more about stuff like that. Like, you know, they know, but they're waiting until those episodes air. It almost makes me wonder if like, we'll get the Mandalorian and it's like building up and then rise of Skywalker comes out. We find how all this stuff meshes together. And then the tail end of Mandalorian is like, Oh, well we defeated Gideon, but now we, now there's these other people like, what are we even doing? What's the galaxy becoming? You know, we can get some more of that first order flavor. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And then uh, when we got this news, I was like, the first thing was like, great. Now we have Will the Force questions. And yes. like, is Snoke going to appear and all this crazy stuff? So we have a lot to talk about. Um, also, do you, uh, Lacey, I'm going to throw this one at you. Uh, the fighting of the Trandoshans <laughs> and how they're not Bosque. This yeah. brought up, I was not the only one that was tweeting about this. It's like, it's not Boba Fett. It's not IG-88. It's not Bosk. It's not, you know, this and this and this. It just, it's, it feels like it's starting to rack up of like, it's the carbon copy of everything you, I don't know. I don't want to say actually wanted, but you you know what I mean? Like, how are you I feeling about they're, this? I feel great about it. I, I, fully trust John Favreau's judgment and what he mm-hmm. thinks needs to be in this show. And I think from the moment it was described that these stories came from when he was 13 and he was, you know, writing his own little fan fiction stories about Boba Fett, like, you know, he's going to do it the right way. So I'm actually pumped that they're newer characters and they're not these older characters that people seem to like gravitate towards, even though they really, in my mind, aren't, necessarily mm-hmm. the most important characters they're just fan favorite ones um mm-hmm. i'm ready for other things i don't think we need to constantly do callbacks to the characters that everybody already loves like why not give us something new so i'm all for it although the picture is kind of funny it just looks like not like i said like not real and everyone was joking about how it looks like action figures <laughs> it looks like they're like should it be yeah. like halfway no all the yeah. way okay i'll okay we'll clash our swords did you get it yeah. <laughs> Did you get the picture? Yeah. Okay, good. We're good. Right. It looks like a wax museum. Look, it looks like one of us should be standing oh, there yeah. like hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm standing with the Mandalorian. That's so cool. Um, yeah. There's there's one with uh with him and Gina uh and they're That's Cara, what I'm saying. They're know. just like yeah, and they're like, yeah, they like did the the pose or whatever, and I was like, the, something about like the lighting in this room makes it seem like they're still in costume, but they went to catering. Because <laughs> it's a ten, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're at the cheese table. They're at the craft yeah. table. Right, right. Yeah, they're at the food trucks. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I I was thinking a lot about the uh, the 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 it's not Bosk, it's not Boba Fett stuff, and I almost kind of feel like there's a little bit of a safety factor there. Like if they made it Boba a uh, Boba Fett and it didn't work, then fans would be mad. But since yeah. it's not Boba Fett, they're like, oh, okay, well, <clears throat> you know, that was lame, but. I think Whatever. he just wanted to make it his own. So he just I, was like, But if no. it's good, then you now you have two cool Mandalorian and mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. And thanks, John Favreau, for that. So you know I what think, I mean? As opposed to bringing Boba Fett to life and all these other, you know. I think now for, you have two cool IG droids and stuff. Yeah. 
for like scheduling things and like pitching things, I think what happened was he wanted to do Boba Fett and they're like, we already have a script for a movie on Boba Fett. Like you can't do Boba Fett. So he's like, all right, guess what? Can I, can I do a a guy like Boba Fett? And they're like, sure. Yeah, that's cool. And he's like, all right. Um, so I'm going to do someone like IG-88. I'm going to do someone like, uh, Bosk. Yeah. I'm going to do all these things like that. It's going to be like the Kirkland, if you're, if you know Costco, the like the Kirk, the Kirkland <laughs> version of like the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, and the it'll store be brand. It's just as good. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, but it's a That's little what cheaper. I was saying, carbon yeah. copy, the yeah. generic version. So yeah, in my write up uh, about this story, I kind of talked about that, and I think the one thing I want to talk about, um, and my last thought on this, because I mean, we could talk a lot. Of, we're going to talk about Mando for the next couple of months, but. Mm-hmm. The character himself, Pedro Pascal, really hasn't said much. He's been, I think, the least, one of the least of the quoted people here. But if he's going to have his mask on a lot, you have to, like, think about, like, and Favreau or Filoni, I think it was Favreau, said, like, well, look how much personality you get out of R2-D2. And that's not a a character with facial expressions. And, and, you know. Yeah. And you think to, like, you know, Kylo Ren with his mask on, you could still kind of get where he is emotionally. Oh, you totally by, get or, it, yeah. Or Darth Vader, you know? Yeah, how they're yeah. moving their heads. And, you know, it's it's important how the actor and the director, more importantly, handles it. And you have John Favreau, and, you know, he, he runs a solid ship. And, you know, Pedro Pascal, you got to believe in the talent there, or else they wouldn't have put him in the suit, knowing they were going to keep someone behind the mask. So I think... While I think it's a mistake, because I like to see Pedro Pascal, he's very charismatic and that sort of thing. I think they'll be able to do a good job with him staying in the mask as long as he's able to keep, you know, nail the body language and and that sort of thing. And I think that's what they're trying to sell with a lot of these images, seeing him pose in certain ways and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, his comment, Pedro Pascal saying he wants to do the right thing, but he's always caught aside or caught off by his duties. That reminds me of so much of Han Solo. It's like, Hansel is always getting like one step forward, two steps back, and he's always in debt and he's always trying to like get out of it, but he can't and he gets keeps reeled back in. It sounds like this character is going to be that type of thing where he's not necessarily an, a bad guy or an outlaw. Like he does want to do the right thing, but he has debts to pay or he failed on a job and he's got someone on his case. Like it's going to be one of those situations where he can't dig himself out type of thing, I think. And uh, that that mm-hmm. really intrigues me to see from from a, um, a Mandalorian's perspective of that type of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, it definitely did change my opinion on him a little bit because I, I felt going into it, he was going to be... Um, the uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say more like a Han Solo, but you just gave an example of Han Solo that is a little different. I guess my thing with with Han Solo was the, like the he starts off in a, in a world where he actually kind of likes this, and then as things progress and get serious, and he sees maybe some other things, he starts to kind of be like, you know, I I maybe I do care. His motivations people, change, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it sounds kind of like he might even start with that, with a little bit of a like, hey, I. I don't do this because I want to. Mm-hmm. I do it because I have to. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see, man. The other thing too is like we've barely even heard the guy talk, so it's hard to kind of get an opinion from a character. Um, we've we've heard him say, "I like those odds," right? Yeah. And you know, very very little uh, other than that. Um, what is interesting about um, this whole thing is that Dave Filoni is working on it well. 
uh, as well. And he said, uh, and you know, this is Dave Filoni talking. I've seen a lot of star Wars <laughs> and what's most exciting to me <laughs> is that I am very confident. We did some things and fans will see things that have never been seen before. So that's exciting. That's, that's yeah. That's crazy to think, you know, you, John, you're always joking about the stuff that Filoni creates for rebels and stuff. And it's like, they're going, I don't, I don't want to say crazier, but they're going into that realm of like, you know, some of the stuff that like people have never seen before. So expect the world between worlds. In, in, no, yeah, in, in the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> in Mandalorian. He's like going through a gate and stuff. And everybody's like, what well, is it, this you, show? You go through the Sarlacc pit and you come out the other side and you're in the Mandalorian series. There you yeah. Go. So there's it's like Narnia, like, Star yep. Wars Narnia. Yeah, the Sarlacc is the is the wardrobe chest of so this is the Star <laughs> Wars universe. <laughs> All right, um, you know one other thing that we want to talk about uh, before we head on to the next segment is uh, the Age of Resistance stuff. Um, we don't normally talk go deep on the comic books. We've been um, talking a lot of comics lately, by the way. We don't yes, usually get yeah. really deep into it, but I feel like we keep talking about these. I mean, they're churning them out. It's a, yeah. and some some of them we, we we just have to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so this particular piece just happens to be a a, a hot topic right now. Um, the Marvel's Age of Resistance, the Snoke issue came out, and it shows Snoke training Kylo Ren, which is something we've been wanting to see for a long time. So it already kind of gives us a little bit of like buzz topic here but the big thing is you know it's it's about snoke taking kylo ren to dagobah and what kylo ren sees when he goes into the cave um so uh either one of you want to want to talk about um kiss (laughs) is that me i guess oh i'm assuming john wants to talk about kiss well i made a joke that i was like does anyone else think that kylo ren looks like gene simmons from kiss in this comic and a lot of people were like Yes, yes, I can't, I couldn't connect it, but yes, he does. But um, all jokes aside, this was that cover that came out a month or so ago, and people were like, "Why does he have all those vines behind him or something?" And now we know why. It's because mm-hmm. it's Dagobah, um, and people, you know, see the outline of potentially the Falcon uh, in that cover photo. So I don't know if that's you know a way of a nod to you know Solo, uh, Han Solo, but. Um, I don't know that I necessarily like this because it's just, I don't know, it's just too close to, too close to home for me. Like Dagobah, like Luke did that. And I guess they're trying to make the parallels, but I feel like it's too easy of a parallel. Like, I don't know. It's interesting to me, but I don't think this did any, as much for me as it did for some people. And I don't know if it's the R, like Snoke that like doesn't look that much taller than Kylo here. Like something just seems a little off to me. And like Kylo doesn't mm. look like Kylo. And I get the. Do you loop. guys remember ten foot puppet? Sorry to jump yeah, in, but like, yeah, do you right. guys remember that stuff? We're like, ooh. He's supposed to be like a gigantic thing, yeah. And yeah. he was in the Last Jedi, but and this, I guess, this thing between Luke and, and Kylo Ren is interesting. Um, and I, maybe it's a way of them trying to reel back the reaction to how Luke was standing over Kylo Ren in the last Jedi. And they're like, well, we're going to try to explain it better. And this is one way we're going to try to do it. Um, it's interesting. It's cool. Um, it'll help people expand how they look at their, that relationship between the two. But if they're really going to dive into it, I need more than um, a vision in a cave in Dagobah, like these vision things. I mean, 
whatever. Lacey, do you do you do you think that this? I mean, this is what Kylo Ren sees when he goes into his like dark side kind of vision area. But would this be what you predicted? Would you think it would be Luke Skywalker that he has to encounter? Yeah, absolutely. I actually disagree with John. I think this comic gives mm-hmm. a lot of background to him and Luke because. You have Snoke's inner monologue where he's talking about, oh, well, if I had the other Jedi with me, I'd be ruling the whole galaxy already. So you're putting in this mindset of like, that's the kind of manipulation he's using on Kylo. Like, yeah, you came with me, but you're still not as good as Luke. Oh, by the way, Luke also tried to kill you. Remember when that happened? And then he goes in and he's clearly there's a couple frames where he's walking in and he looks angry per usual. He's all broody. And then like two or three frames in, he looks nervous and scared, like genuinely like a young guy being like, "Okay, I'm doing this then. And then he goes into the cave and who walks out but Luke Skywalker. And first of all, as Star Wars fans, we're like, how is Luke the thing that he fears? Luke is the greatest Jedi of all time. How is that his biggest fear? And then you remember Last Jedi when Luke says, all I saw were the eyes of a a boy who was failed by his master or whatever it was, I'm paraphrasing. Um, And he looks scared there. You now realize like that is his like fear of being woken up in the middle of the night and being killed by Luke. And then for Luke to say, I don't want to fight you. That's exactly what he says to him in the last Jedi is like, I don't want to fight you, Ben. So you're getting that mirror. And then you're thinking about last Jedi where he sees Luke and then tries to blast him. And then Luke does the whole shoulder thing. And, but before that he like sits down and he looks relieved. And then there's the Mm -hmm. shot where he swipes at Luke and is like, yes, I killed him. And then realizes he's still there and he turns around and he looks nervous again. Like these same looks are being reflected in this comic. So it's literally his vision happened, but not the way he expected it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I that's I, why I, I, I find you it cool. On this, Lacey. I, I think like if if it if it wasn't Luke, it could have easily been Han Solo. It, right, it could have right, been right. like him going into this thing, the thing that he fears the most is he wants to rise in power, but it seems like he's at this situation where the only way he's going to be able to get stronger and, and keep going and keep doing what he wants to do is destroying his family. And it's like, nobody wants to do that. And that is like a situation that he has to, it's a trial that he has to like overcome. That would he have been crazy if it was kill- Han Solo. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same idea. It's yeah. like he doesn't—he doesn't want to have to kill his uncle, but his uncle tried to kill him, and now he's yeah. like put in this position where he's like, "That guy sucks," and like, I don't want to have to kill him, but like, he's my villain now, and that whole horror of what that means is is very similar to Luke confronting Vader, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I I. I like this. And one other thing that I was going to say about this too, John, is I know like it feels like it could have been anywhere in the whole universe or the whole galaxy, but why is it Dagobah? I think that in, uh, in Clone Wars and stuff, they've kind of pointed to there's a reason that like Yoda didn't just go to Dagobah. He went to Dagobah because it was like a centrifuge for Mm -hmm. the force. There's a, it's a very specific place. So I think that um, 
you know, he's that like Luke, Luke obviously went to Dagobah as well, but like Luke and Snoke and some of these people that come after the original trilogy era, they're probably like, I would think Ahsoka would probably be aware of Dagobah as well, just because it's this like specific spot where the force flows very strongly. So it wouldn't surprise me at all that they went back uh, there. Do you think we're going to see Dagobah in the Rise of Skywalker? All bets are off with this <sighs> potential flash fighting or whatever was going yeah. around. But I see what you guys are saying in terms of its value for its um, symbolism to the story and stuff like that. I, I, from a cynical point of view, I look at it almost as like a um, a little bit of padding around people's reactions, like I said, to how Luke reacted to or was acting towards Kylo in The Last Jedi. People didn't like that he ignited his lightsaber over him. So maybe that's why they're using Luke here. But also, I, I just don't... Some of this doesn't seem like Snoke to me. It really sounds more like what Palpatine would say and do, not necessarily Snoke. And yeah. also, like, this is where he began his training. Like, that's not true. He began his training with Obi-Wan Kenobi on the Millennium Falcon, and he blew up the Death Star using the Force. So this isn't where he began his training. So I don't know if that's just... That's Snoke... Uh, strengthening his argument or that's literally the comic book writer just not getting it right uh so stuff like that rubs me wrong and i know that's a little nitpicky but whatever i mean i i like it and i understand those parallels it's just i think when it comes to kylo ren and luke i need to wait until i see the end of episode nine before i can go back and look at these types of things and say like all right this is cool because i don't want this to be the only other fill in the gaps as to what happened between these two. Like there's something still really heavy and tangible missing for me that I need. And I, I'm just saying this is good and this is cool, but I just hope there's more than this. If that makes any sense. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause we've talked a lot about the, like will Snoke be mentioned in rise of Skywalker and are they just going to blow past that? Like Snoke's done. He wasn't anybody or like, are they going to address that whole, like, so what was the deal with Snoke? Yeah, right? was he a placeholder? Kinda, like, what yeah, was... Yeah, we've, we've kind of talked about that. I, I still think that they're... I hope that they address it because I just think it would be cool and I hate to be cliche, but satisfying. I think, like, people would like to hear that aspect of the story. They'd like to figure out how does this whole thing come together? What were, what were all the major players' <laughs> yeah. pieces? And Did they play Palpatine's music during that... Last Jedi throne room scene because it was the cool throwback, you know, dark mm-hmm. side thing to do, or because there's a, a symbolic meaning to it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, those types of questions need to be because it was clearly the Emperor's theme when he's torturing Ray, like clear as day. Palpatine's mm-hmm. theme from the Death Star, you know. So, I don't know. There, or again, Plagueis's I, theme, or, or yeah, the, it was my song the whole time, Darth Plagueis. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> It's cool. I'm not trying to be too too cynical, but I, I Lacey, you, you and James, you guys made uh, very good points. Um, well, cool. Well, that's that's the news for the week, guys. Uh, a lot of Mando, a lot of uh, comic books. Um, so I'm excited about everything coming. But there were a, a few other things that we wanted to kind of talk about really quickly. Let's get to that scoundrels a rundown. All right, James. <laughs> From Mando to Marlon Brando, I'm going to give you an offer you can't refuse. And that is three, two, one, punch, punch it. it! All right, guys, this rundown is going to be pretty quick because we want to get to your questions. 
So what we're going to do here is talk about New York Comic Con 2019. We will be there, sort of. Two-thirds of us will be there. Um, James will be at the base, probably doing some editing and, and, and that <laughs> sort of thing for us. But Lacey and I will be there. Uh, there's a bunch of panels going on. There's going to be uh, a book panel having to do with The Rise of Skywalker and the books leading up to that and stuff thereafter. There's going to be an audiobook creation of panel. There's going to be a Vader Immortal uh, panel. There's also going to be a Lucasfilm Publishing panel, more traditional Lucasfilm Publishing panel, showing the future of Star Wars books and comics. Um, we're going to cover as much of that as we can for you, and we are going to be there, as I said. So if you are at New York Comic Con uh, on the weekend of October 4th and 5th, and you see us, come say hi, and we'll chat, nerd out, all that stuff about Star Wars. And of course, on our YouTube channel, as always, we'll, and Star Wars Newsnet, we'll have all of our coverage from New York Comic Con for you guys. So that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll give you more details on what's going on uh, with our plans for New York Comic Con, but... That is the rundown for this week. So now we're going to send it over to Lacey to get into your questions and ask the resistance. So Chew of the Baca, get us out of here. All right, guys, it's time for Ask the Resistance. You've got Star Wars questions. Hopefully we have some pretty good Star Wars answers. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? We've got five questions this week. So the first question comes from Neil Marriott. I'm assuming it's like the hotel, Marriott, uh, at Kidda1708. And he asks, do you think the opening shots of The Rise of Skywalker will be the scene from the trailer where our gang are being chased by the First Order jet troopers and it ends where they're overlooking the camp? And uh, ladies first, so I'll go first. You know, I haven't really considered what the first scene of this movie will be. I feel like we always talk about what's the last scene going to be, but I've never really considered what the first scene of the movie is going to be. Um, but I think this is a pretty cool option. The only thing that's kind of against that is that we have the shot of Ray jumping over the TIE silencer type ship. And then we also have the shot of Kylo walking through the desert, which looks very similar to Pisana, but is like in a very cold filter, dark filter type look. Um, so there's other scenes that go into that chase scene. So I feel like that's kind of like a middle of the movie chase scene um, more than hmm. something right in the beginning. I think in the beginning, we're going to pick up in that jungle planet where Ray is with Leia and they're getting ready to to go on a mission together. I think we're going to see the gang pick up where they left off in the sense of where they've been and where they're going. And I think you're going to see Ray training to like get you set up that she knows more than she did in the first two movies. You know, what's funny. I think I have that same plant, John. Is that from home goods? <laughs> Cause I think I have that plant. Um, JJ's right. like, uh, action. <laughs> oh my gosh alright next is Bruno Du Amaral at Bruno Du Amaral and he asks do you think the rise of Sky Skywalker could have a flashback of the return of the Jedi scene to explain what happened to Palpatine James what do you think um Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the biggest thing here is knowing that JJ said 
he f- tried to follow the rules of Star Wars with The Force Awakens, and then Ryan Johnson broke some of the rules. And I think one of those key things being like flashbacks. We never got flashbacks. And then we got like three big, you know, flashback moments in The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. So then I think JJ goes, oh, well, cool. Well, I think now that we've opened up the floodgates, I can do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was using flashbacks and using storytelling in that different degree of like, well, I'll tell you what happened, but I'll also show you what happened. I'll show right. the audience what happened back then. Um, and this one seems pretty straightforward. I mean, like everybody's like, Oh, how did that guy come back? Well, the last time we saw him alive and the last time we saw him, uh, dead, it was like, you know, that exact moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's probably the go-to moment of like, you know, him kind of, um, evil villaining it. Like, Oh, I was able to blah, 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 blah. And do the thing, you know, the monologue. (laughs) So. Yeah. yeah, the monologue. Well, like Ray and Finn and Poe are like tied up above a tank <laughs> on of a train track <laughs> with la- yeah, on the train laser track. beams on their freaking heads. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I do think this is going to happen, um, Bruno. So yeah, nice. You know, in fairness to JJ, he kind of gave us our first ever Star Wars movie flashback when he showed like Kid Ray being dropped off with. In the force vision, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you're technically kind of right, but I think he, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think he wanted to break those rules, but he's like, how could I do it? And he's like, maybe if it's like a force vision, yeah, it's current, (laughs) it's still happening. This is happening right now. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Next is Darth Del Rio at Darth Rio, and he asks. Should Lucasfilm stay with George Lucas's view and interpretation of the Jedi Force and the overall universe, or should they let the creators have the freedom to interpret it as they will? For example, balance of the Force seems to not mean what it did under Lucas. John, this is a tough one. What do you think? (laughs) I think there has to be some sort of agreement and it may even have been put in place when the purchase was made where George Lucas was like, it's not my company anymore, but you have to adhere to this mm-hmm. or something like to preserve. Cause he was all about from when he started star Wars, George Lucas was all about, I want to make sure I own my property so that nobody can tell me how I need to tell my stories. Now he has sold that property, but Almost like Palpatine, like you want to like preserve your legacy. Like I think he probably wanted something in place to make sure that Star Wars didn't veer too far away from what he wanted, which was making these morality tales for kids uh, and that sort of thing. So I think they'll always respect that. I think creators will have um, carte blanche, like Ryan Johnson has the, the open canvas, but I think it's that thing, like that respect to what George Lucas created that they'll always try to stay true to. Um, now the balance of the force thing, that's up to interpretation to, I think to people on what they think it is. Cause even in story, I think there's a lot of confusion between the Jedi and, and, um, people thereafter on what it meant. But mm-hmm. I think when it comes down to George's vision of what star Wars is, I'd like to think that they'll always stay true to what he wanted. And maybe he like left them with like some kind of like, not a necessarily a, um, 
guidelines, but some bullet points like you 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 need to adhere and st- keep to this as true north or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. At least I hope so. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, next is Matthew Olson at M Olson Man eighty six, and he asks, "Do you think there will be any big cameos in the rise of Skywalker?" Hayden, Liam, Sam Jackson, Harrison, and this kind of is for all of us. So I'll start. I think you're going to see Harrison Ford in The Rise of Skywalker. Me too. I oh, don't. So, you, so no. we have to guess one? Well, just pick one. I That's my pick. And I think you'll see Ewan McGregor, I think, at some point. Out of those four? Well, for first of all, Sam Jackson, no way. <laughs> right? um, but I, I'll say, I'll say, uh, Harrison is probably the most likely because, again, I think it would be the most satisfying. That's all we got to go on, guys. What is the most satisfying Star Wars movie you can imagine? So, Harrison, probably a scene between you know? Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford with yeah, Carrie, or uh, or just the three of them together somehow. Yeah. You know. Um, I agree. I think I, we're definitely seeing so. Harrison that's Ford. why I think the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think there will be some surprises. I think we're going to see Hayden Christensen too, even though I don't want it, but I'll mm-hmm. love it when I see it. I'm sure. I don't think yeah. we're going to see Ewan McGregor. I, I I really don't think so. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, cool. The Sam Jackson one is way out of left field. <laughs> that's where Jackson, I was kind of yeah. zoning out for a second. I was like Sam Jackson. Well, Li- I don't Liam mean- Neeson he listed too. I think they're wait. They're he's going to be in Kenobi. He won't be. I don't know. I don't think he'll be mm. in Episode Nine. Yeah, mm. like like all the, all the characters that are dead, like Hayden, Liam, you mentioned Kenobi. Like those characters have the ability to show back up because we all know they learned how to do that. The reason yeah. I'm saying Sam Kenobi, Jackson, though, Mace Windu never did. You know, right? Well, so. but the reason Kenobi's, I'm saying Kenobi's different from Ewan McGregor, though. Well, that's true. Yeah, I'm saying Ewan because they're doing this show, so I would assume that they'd somehow bring Ewan back because of the show. That being said, I think they're going to bring back Kenobi the character somehow because he's in The Force Awakens. Even if it's by voice. Yeah. He's still in it. I just think for continuity's sake, you can't bring back Obi-Wan Kenobi without it being Alec Guinness. Maybe, but maybe it'll be Ewan's voice. Yeah, unless they do the magic and blend the two or something. But I don't I, think I don't think I, visually you're going to see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't think. Yeah, I think John's right on that. I think if they want to bring back Obi Wan, they're going to try to do something where they're using old footage of, you know, Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that makes more sense. Even if it's and just then a that, still that also him like I know ghost. that like having Ewan in there does tie it in more. But doesn't it feel better? Wouldn't it just feel better if it was like cool, interesting footage of Alec Guinness that they manipulated somehow? Mm-hmm. And you're like. Whoa, that's not like they didn't just like cut that out of a scene. Like right. that looks like he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like they've got him back. And you Luke know? and Luke would recognize him. He wouldn't like be an like, outtake. Who are you? Yeah. Like they like they did with um Gold Leader and stuff. Like they go back to the footage and they're like, Is there anything that Alex Alex shot? Only, is it Alex Alex shot? The only way that they could possibly bring Ewan back is if during these force fights that are rumored if Ray and Kylo see them fighting at some point, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Oh, that is kind of cool. 
Yeah. Like, like if they bring saw... back other fights and they see glimpses of other fights. So JJ was supposed to have that famous scene, Star Wars Newsnet reported and all that, where mm-hmm. like when she does the flashback, she was supposed to see Luke and Vader. And they on got Bespin. that other guy. Yeah. And they never did it. And do, is there any possibility that in this movie during battles, you're seeing, you see like Ray and Kylo fighting. Should they look to their right and there's Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting. You That'd know, be they dangerous look to their to left. Me, there's it? Luke and Darth Vader fighting. I'm not saying it makes any sense. I'm just throwing no, it out I there know. as a I'm possibility just, that yeah. that could be one way. No, no, I agree. Whoa. I just hope they don't. I want those two to be like the focal point I don't Me want too. to be yeah, Kylo and Ray fighting, and then we're, we're like, dreaming right oh, now. Look we're over going there. crazy. It's uh, you know Mace Windu fighting, you know, some Geonosians. Like what? <laughs> All right. Last question is from Joe Labrassi. Luca Brassi at Labrassi underscore Joe. So close. Uh, he asked if you could get one Star Wars character, not actor, character. To be a guest on TRB, who would you choose, guys? I love these kind of questions. These are super fun. Yes, I want to. I want to answer more questions like these. So if you got them, send them in. Because we get a lot of like, what do you think is going to happen next? What do you think is going to? What? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, John. Who would you pick to have on the show? Uh, I don't want to go first. James, who would you pick to go on the show? Um, I mean, I'd love to have a lot of different people, but the first one that popped into my mind, Hondo Anaka. <laughs> I think that right, uh, right out of would be, a, <laughs> would be a barrel of laughs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, th- I think he would just have so much fun. Like we'd be like, what do you think Hondo? And he'd be like, does it matter what I think? Or does it, you know, <laughs> you know, doing his Jim Cummings, like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've fully come around on that character. I thought I, when he was in rebels, I was like, get this guy out of here. Nobody likes Hondo. And then I read pirates price and I was like, you know what? This is a fun character. I like this. And then from then my, my vision of him has changed. So now when I see him places, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm glad that they brought that character in. Yeah. So that would be that would be a fun one, I think. This is an interesting question for me because you don't really think about the characters often. You think about, oh, like what actor would I want to come on? Not the character itself. So character, probably I'm stuck between two. One, Yoda, but Yoda from Empire Strikes Back, not prequel Yoda. And two, Han Solo, because he would have the best stories of what he's gone through. What are you laughing about? I like about? your specification on Yoda. I just love funny Yoda. Like. like funny, jokey Yoda. Over like very serious, like you so have what's, to kill so Anakin what's your Yoda. Pick? I'll pick Han Solo because he probably has really, really funny stories and really crazy scenarios that he's been in that he could be like, it would probably be an amazing episode where he'd be like, oh, that one time. What age Han Solo? New Hope. Oh, so H. Ford. Yes. Okay. Plus he's hot, so that wouldn't hurt either. H. Ford? H. Ford. think Think about it. Harrison Ford. Okay. <laughs> I get that, but no. they're all Han Solo's a Harrison besides besides Alden Aaron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess uh, all right. And I was the Force Awakens Harrison. John. Right. Anyway. Uh Yoda. 
But it would not CGI Yoda, so either from Empire or Return of the Jedi. You guys are lame. Why? <laughs> Yoda, Yoda, being with Yoda would be probably one of the coolest things ever. It really would be. I agree, but both of your answers of Yoda has a stipulation that it's got to be this Yoda. Well, I don't like Yoda that doesn't look like Yoda that looks like a gremlin. Like, that wasn't Yoda to me. I'm sorry. I like jokey Yoda. Is that it? That's your answer, Yoda? Yes, Yoda. Oh, I didn't know if you had another. You made it sound like you had another one. No, it's he said one, and I, I abided I, by the rules. Okay, sassy. Uh, guys, thank you so much for your questions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N um, and tweet us your questions either just at us or with the hashtag AskTheResistance. My, my second answer was fish none. <laughs> my second answer was Jack <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. would just judge me the whole time. Yeah. John, back Lacey, to you. What fish would be your guest? What? What fish? Yeah. Jacked Are fish. you about to see jacked fish? I said it. jacked fish. All right. All right. Hey, guys, <laughs> who would you have on if you got to pick? That's what we want to know. Mm. But more importantly, we want to know if um, you're subscribed to the Resistance broadcast because we know you're aware that we have two episodes every week, every Monday, every Thursday. We don't take breaks. It's crazy. It's been a very long time. If one of us isn't out, the other two step up. This is what we do around here, guys. We bust it all the time. So make sure you are subscribed. You can go to resistancebroadcast.com, which takes you to our page on starwarsnewsnet.com, which you should be going to every day anyway as Star Wars news heats up for all of your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You want to subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching. How are you out there? Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, all those types of things. Um, so you get alerted when we have episodes. So do that. Uh, if you guys want some merch, we have our t-shirts like this. Uh, I'm wearing my thank the make the make their thank the maker shirt right now. Go to tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. And if you guys want to support us, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. We have five tiers starting at $2 every month. If you join us at our tier two level for $5 a month, you can submit topics to the show for us to uh, talk about. And also uh, you get access to a lot of our exclusive content over on that page. And I do need to give a special thank you to our Patreon generals. We salute all of you. That is Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you all so very much for your support. We appreciate it. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James, glad to have you back. Where can people hit you up to tell you how much they missed you while you were gone? Um, uh, in the comment section. Uh, no. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Meyer Trunks. And also, uh, I th- hopefully this week, there should be a new book discussion for Black Spire with me and Kyle Larson. So we're going to be talking about that book uh, in full spoiler fashion. We're going to rate it uh, and discuss it uh, from a lot of different angles. So yeah, Nice. Check it out. Sweet. Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter at Lacey Gillerin. I'm also on Instagram. Are you going viral on Instagram too? Nope. Just <laughs> posting photos. <laughs> no. She gets so mad at me. Okay. All right, guys. No. We are going to be back on Thursday where Lacey is going to put James and I to the test. And we're going to face I off. I did my research. 
in our quote game called Who Are You? So uh, we want you to study up because we want you to play along with us on Thursday. So enjoy your weeks. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, we'll see you soon on Thursday when the base opens again right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Bye. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.